have my information. And welcome to the Sports and Media Show. I'm Jeff. And I believe I'm Joe. You are Joe. Thank you. Show number 48, I believe. 48. So that means if my math is accurate, that in four more shows... It'll almost be a year? Almost be a year. We might have taken a <laughs> holiday or something off, but yeah, yeah, yeah 52 yeah. weeks of shows. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, we're a smack dab in the, uh, you know, really in the middle of uh, fantasy football season as well as preparing for, you know, college football. High school's a week old and pro football. Last, uh, on the day of the taping, is the last uh, night of uh, exhibition games, and it gets real next Thursday when the Patriots and Chiefs start NFL season 2017-2018. So we thought we'd have a little fun to start off with. And uh, the question we're going to ask our Facebook people while we're uh, talking about fantasy football, do you play fantasy football? And if so, if you had the number one pick, who would you select this year? So that's where we're going to start, Mr. Joe. I'd also be curious to find out what is going to be your number two pick. The number okay. one picks are usually somewhat easier. There you go. Um, but who's your number two? And I'd also want to know where you're getting your information from. There you go. That's a great one. So because we're talking with the media part too. So uh, I'm, I, you read a lot. I read a lot. But where you where are you getting your information from? Yeah, I like Fantasy Football Toolbox is one I use a lot. Fantasy Sharks. I use the Yahoos and the CBSs of the world as well. Uh, but a lot of it is you just kind of base on what you think you know about football, then you kind of compare to some of the cheat sheets or lists out there. And to go with it. How about yourself? I used to. I use some of the ones you're talking about. I like Fantasy Football Toolbox, but I also like uh, um, Yahoo uh, has a really good ESPN, of course, does CBS Sports, which is one of the yeah. first ones in the whole fantasy sports. Yeah. But I also go to newspapers because people who cover fantasy sports, here's a shameless plug, <laughs> um, my the, the field guide to covering sports, just I just got my copy this week, and uh, I, I do a whole chapter on how to cover fantasy sports. And the guys that I talked to in the field are always telling me, they go to the beat reporters too because that's where they're finding out who's hurt, who's not, who's number two, number three. So that's I think that's a place I found that I can get a little edge. I don't know. That's a good one. Um, that's something that I think would help people out. There you go. And if you want to cover fantasy sports, you know, go to these people as well. Exactly. And fantasy sports used to be something that the media kind of almost laughed at, but in the last. You know what? Five to six years, maybe less. It's me now. ESPN and CBS. Everybody has a fantasy football show. A lot of the local, uh, you know, the Fox affiliates have their own fantasy football show. It's a multi-you know million dollar uh, industry, and so now it's the it's the the shift has come where media understands that fantasy football is a part of it, and it does make the games on Sundays a little better. You watch a little differently than you did a few years ago, but it is fun to have one or two teams and and have a little bit of extra something on on a Sunday. Or it also makes you maybe want to watch the Thursday night or the money sure. game if you're if you're if you want to get with, some with two un- otherwise uninteresting teams yeah when i did the uh, the field guide 2009 it was considered cutting edge to do a chapter on how to cover fantasy sports for this new one i yeah. completely revised it and expanded it because it's like you said it's now part of the coverage it's part of the lexicon you're exactly right uh, so if you're watching on facebook who would be your one who are your two number uh, picks this year uh, i want to put you on the spot joe then i'll go if you had the one or the two or both uh, who would you go one to this year? Fantasy football 2017, 2018? Well, I think like everybody else, you know, you, you, you've got uh, Le'Veon Bell. You can have uh, Antonio Brown, two of your, your uh, people on the on the Patriots. Steelers. Um, Steelers. I mean, I, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, don't even mention that word. <laughs> I've got so many teams and names going through my head right now. Yeah, going through the uh, for the Steelers there. Um, I, I'm not as interested in that right now because in my league, I've got the number 12 pick. Ooh, that's a tough <laughs> so, one. I'm not even in that stratosphere. If you're, if you're even considered there, so that's why I'm more interested. Who's the number two pick? Because we're in a snake draft, and a lot of t- there's a couple of ways. I don't know how you do your draft. We do snake, yeah. I would very much, 
I haven't done one for about 20 years. I wish that I could get our league to go to an auction pick. That's my absolute favorite because everybody has a chance at every player, and that's something I think. And then plus you can bid people up if you know yeah, they exactly. really want them and what have it takes you. Takes a lot longer. It's in a the salary cap. Yeah, sure. But it's, I, I find those to be more fun. Okay. Uh, but anyway, I'm the number 12 pick, so I'm right now going to be reacting. I, I have about two or three scenarios as to now, who, who you, to pick. Well, it, let's say that you're at 12. Will you pick the same position there and kind of lock up the position since you get basically the 12th pick and the 13th pick? I know a lot of people like to do that when it's a long, a big team draft like that. And that's a lot of teams in fantasy. I'm in two eight-team pools. Eight. One of them. And eight one or of, 18. Eight. Oh, okay. yeah. And tonight, I don't know what number. We haven't, we're haven't. we drawing for the order tonight, so that even makes tonight a little bit more hard. We used to do that, but we I not, I like to know. Being the commissioner, <laughs> I've decided that uh, it's nice to let people think about, walk through how they're well, going to pick. Most of you got some guys who are not real quick and adept at picking. You know, if, if tonight you get a really bad guy picking at number eight, and he also gets the nine pick coming around it can take forever you know? well we put a we put a clock on you, you have clock. one minute that's a good one if not we throw beer on you or something i don't <laughs> yeah. know or soda because we, we, yeah whatever, yeah whatever 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 um so if i'm looking at 12 i was thinking about i'm thinking you know it's funny i think there was a study came out that fantasy football um impacts businesses far worse than anything else out there as far as taking uh, it does take a little billable bit. hours or just uh, yeah. um, efficiency. But you know, nobody. I mean, let's face it. Nobody realistically works from eight to five. If you have an eight to five job, all the way through. I you do. Know? I don't you, know about you. you. So, yeah. I've, I've I, seen you working. I, I Joe. do, everybody. I do. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, sure. Joe's no. nose is growing. But you know what I'm saying. So. I think I would rather have my people in my office if they're going to take a few minute break, talk, you know, doing something that's kind of fun and maybe in the office. As opposed, yeah, you know, that may have a little bit of camaraderie and all that kind of stuff. So that sure. it doesn't bother me. I know some people out there it would bother, but you know, I think you have to be realistic. You know, you can't just be a slave to the grind twenty four seven all the time. You know, you you have to let your uh, your uh, your workers or your staff have a little fun and, and what's you know fantasy football you it doesn't have to be for money it can be for it can be no money it can just be for fun it can be for an extra vacation day whatever you want to do make it fun in your mm-hmm. office and then you don't have to worry about losing the billable hours as you said i've had it in my classes before where i've competed against my students to get them to learn how to cover fantasy sports yeah. and if they beat me they get a uh, one percentage point added to their grade That's if awesome. they finish first two and last year in my sports writing class um, I didn't even prepare I completely forgot I, for- I forgot about my teams uh, my, my classes one so I started out 0-4 um, I won the league. There you go. Now, we've always considered, like tonight, you know, this group, we've been doing this one since we had to do the stats by paper. Uh, oh, yeah. The, you know, when you have to look the up. Tuesday USA Today yeah, the back Tuesday, in the day. Tuesday USA Today. And uh, this one's been going on forever. And we used to kind of, we kind of refer to this as Guy's Christmas. You know, <laughs> it it's the one night we all get to see <laughs> yeah. each other, maybe have yeah, an adult yeah, beverage yeah, or two. Absolutely. Eat really bad food, tell bad jokes, and, and it just kind of let, get a let loose. So it's kind of a, you know, Guy's Christmas. I think, and I, I don't know if everybody understands that some Sometimes that's what it's about, just getting out and having a little fun. Because as you get older, kids and responsibility, uh, you don't get to do it as much. And so I think it is kind of fun. But I wonder, there's more and more females playing fantasy football, too. So 
Um, it's the same for them. It maybe a, it's not just guys' Christmas. It's and I know what you're saying there, an, but maybe it's just an escape sports Christmas, there escape Christmas. But go. yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. There you go. Now at the 12 pick, as you study, and we'll, you know, have you thought about number? I mean, who do you think will be there? At 12? I would not want to tell all of the people in my league all of my picks. Okay. Um, although I don't know if they listen, so I'll, I'll tell you. I'm just <laughs> guessing. I'm trying to think. You know, when you go back, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and yeah, well, David Johnson probably number one, right? Yeah, yeah. and then then maybe then Bell, Bell, Bell and then Brown, then probably Julio Jones. I think maybe um, here's an interesting one right now. I, when my when I did this two weeks ago, I was thinking in the second or third rounds I could get Brandon Cooks. And last week when Julian Edelman went down, normally you'd go, oh, the Patriots lost the receiver, yeah. tough on them. Now the whole United States is thinking about it because they're going, oh, Brandon Cooks, maybe he's yeah. going to be the 120 catch guy with all of these different things. So Ju- Brandon Cooks has gone up to. A mid first round pick, That'd maybe be, late. I don't know. I couldn't pull that. Off. I was going to pick Brandon Cooks in my second pick. That was originally mine, thinking uh, he could be a pretty good behind Edelman and and yep. and um, because Tom Brady makes everybody a superstar, so like Aaron Rodgers is with like a Jordy Nelson or what have yep. you. So I, I was thinking that, and then there's also uh, was it Kareem Hunt? Um, Kareem Hunt for the Chiefs for the Chiefs. The number one running back. They like to he likes to run. Their head coach likes to run that ball. So he's moved up a lot too. So. Yeah, I was thinking he'd be a second or third rounder. I would think maybe because they do run the ball a lot. Yeah, I, I don't know how, what your feeling is, but when I'm at the end, especially with twelve, it's a big difference because I've been in eight a lot of yeah. years too. Eight to twelve, those extra picks, and you got twelve. And thirteen, but then you don't get till thirty. You're, you're what is yeah. it? Thirty two and thirty three or thirty six. So it's a while, yeah. That's why I said like that's that. why I'll, you almost. You, I think you have to lock up a position at that point and not worry about anything else. You know, get the best two of whatever's left. You know, get the best two quarterbacks, the best two receivers. That's how I would go into that. I my philosophy has been don't go for a quarterback until at least the sixth or seventh round. Really. And the only year I did, I finished. Oh, I went for Aaron Rodgers in the second or third round, and I finished dead last. There you go. And There's I won last year. And you know, you never know from year to year. Yeah. But and I think that's what makes fantasy football so much fun because it really. I've heard people say, "Oh, you got to get a quarterback in the first two rounds, or you don't have to get one until the sixth. You know. So you know, there really is no rhyme or reason. A lot of it's luck. It's a lot of it's weather. It's a lot of it's who's hurt on other teams. But it really is pure luck. The one thing I will say, and hopefully you'll agree with me, or maybe not. I mean, that makes this fun is. If you have a 17-round draft, there is absolutely, unequivocally, no reason ever to select a kicker before the last round. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't care about kickers. There, I don't pick them in the last round. We, uh, let me see. I we have do, four. We have, I think, 14 rounds, and I usually pick it's 12, 13, yeah. or 14. Because if you look at the number one kicker compared to like the number 18 kicker in the NFL, there's usually a difference of maybe 8 to 12 points overall scored. And in fantasy, that's not going to Oh, I happen. agree. Yeah. I, I know people who pick one up every week, too, a different one. Yeah. But what I'm telling everybody in my league is that in the early rounds, defense wins championships, doesn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want, I, they should pick them and maybe a kicker because... Oh, yeah, you love it when a guy takes a kicker in the fifth round on a defense in the sixth. Or the ninth round. Yeah, because it just sets you up for an extra player that's really good uh, to be out there. So that's our, you know, any other fantasy football stuff you want to cover? Well, um, I can talk about fantasy football all Well, we can. Show. We can <laughs> talk We can talk a whole lot about it this week. We were sort of teasing a little bit yeah. about it last week. Um, and we're still waiting for people on Facebook to post, who will you select? If you have the number one pick tonight, or maybe even the number two, or well, well, I'm or, come, or, or, or even you know what you call busts or sleepers. Well, if you're looking for it, one of the things that you look for, too, is um, targets. You know, A lot of people who are newer to it don't realize it's not how many receptions you have, it's how many times you're going to get targeted, yeah. which is why we know Brendan, Brandon Cooks is going to be up there. Oh, he's going to be up there. Um, he's going to get a lot. 
of targets now that Edelman's out. I thought he was. I thought he was going to be a third round pick before this. Now he's going to be, I think, a late first round, second round pick with it. Um, who, last year, I remember running backs were out of style for the last couple of years. And it seems like running backs are back in South. Is yours a PPR league, a point per P- reception? PPR, exactly. That okay. helps running backs a lot. So do you think that there's going to be a run of running backs in the first round compared to last year? Did you find that running backs were not as hot or as uh, uh, Tonight, excited the guys for in my as league receivers? Are, they love running backs. They do. So I, the running backs, I, I'm assuming David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell will be the first two picks. I would almost be willing to bet, sure. you know, up. Uh, uh, well, whatever amount of money you feel comfortable with, I think that would be. I think they'll be the first two picks. You know, after that, it's it's hard to sell to tell. We it's a really weird league. We have a lot of Steeler fans in this league. That is weird. So, well, because Steeler fans are weird. Yeah, right? in, in general, we are. But we're going <laughs> to win the Super Bowl, so we don't care. Uh, but uh, so you know, I know that Bell and Bell Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, will all be gone the first couple of rounds. Uh, Julio Jones and everybody loves Odell Beckham Jr. I'll tell you this year, I'm shying away from him because I don't trust and I don't trust wide receivers who have ankle injuries that they're not re- uh, releasing a lot of information on. That makes me right. a little bit nervous about him being him a number one pick. I like uh, I like the wide receiver from uh, Amari Cooper from the Raiders a lot. Oh sure. Uh, Do you think Derek Carr is going to be as effective this year? You know he'll be good. I'm not a firm believer right now that the Raiders are going to be the team that t- everybody thinks they're going to be this year. I think they're one more year away. Rob Myerscoff is saying Jay Ajayi, a, a quality running back from the uh, Dolphins, gets a lot of carries, uh, has some really big games. Uh, last last, last year he had two 200-yard yeah. yeah. games, and I had him last year. He was a great pickup. Yep. But he also got a little hurt at the yeah. end, and he, and like you said, he sort of disappeared for yeah. several games toward the second half. You hate those but guys. I like him. I yeah. think he's a good pick. Yeah, when he gets 200 yards, you love him, but then the next game when he gets 12 yards, you, you, you just don't. So uh, you think in your eight-team eight, eight team league, do you think that – uh, Ajayi will be a first-round pick. I think he could be a late first-round pick. He'll be. We also have a league with you know. <laughs> he's saying number, number one. one. Yeah. Uh, it, I don't think number one. I think he's a he's a in that Ajayi is in that six to ten category overall. He scares me though too because of being yeah. out, and I'm hoping he doesn't get hurt. But I would not pick him as my number one early. Yeah. I could see like at eleven or twelve where yeah. I am. I'm considering him as as, as a pick. Yeah. Uh, and plus, you got Jarvis Landry. He's got some issues right down is down there. Okay, so that's going to be interesting too. Uh, how that affects the Dolphins? You know, how who's going to get the ball down there? If Jarvis Landry gets suspended or gets suspended either by the NFL or the team, right. that's going to affect Ajay. Uh, Cody Del Mendo, he took Antonio Brown uh, over Bell with his his second overall. I pick. wonder what where he was in the draft order. Second. Second overall. He oh, took, second overall. So he, went, okay. he went wide receiver. And, you know, that's Julio Jones, Brown, and Odell Beckham Jr. seem to be the ones that, are, that everybody jumps on. Do you think Roethlisberger on. will be healthy enough to get involved this year? I think so. I mean, their line is back. Uh, it's you know, it's one of the only lines that's really played like a lot of the last two years together. So I think Roethlisberger will be fine and healthy. Uh, and when you and Roethlisberger always gets overlooked in fantasy, but he is very consistent. The problem is they have trouble scoring in the red zone, so he loses some touchdown points. Right. But he'll he'll get the yards. He's always at least very solid. Yeah, he's rarely you know, he's rarely going to get you nine points or yeah. eleven points. You know, he's usually going to be fifteen to twenty. Yep. Rogers usually Rogers and uh, Brady always go one two in the quarterback. At, you know, in, in usually most of the leagues I'm in. It pairs. Uh, there was an interesting stat I heard this morning, which is Aaron Rodgers apparently had more yards lost from drop receptions than any other quarterback last oh, really? year. 
well, they've had a receiver. You know, think about the changeover they've had receivers over there. Ty Montgomery is a running back, and right. you know, Jordy Nelson was hurt a little, a little bit. You know, the Jeff Janis has one good game that disappears for four games. They didn't have a tight end, really. No, I was gonna, you read my mind. The tight ends are always uh, kind of just jumping around there. You never knew who the tight end for the uh, for the Packers is going to be. And then you got when you think about local teams, and you know, the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts are interesting because Andrew Luck supposedly is out for only one game, but. When do you take an Andrew Luck? You well, know? Here, here's another one. When do you take Ezekiel Elliott? Uh, you read my mind Be- again. Because he is out for six weeks. Week seven's a bye for them. So really, eight weeks. I don't know how your league is. Ours is going to go for about 12 weeks. I don't know if it's 12 or 13. Because we're not. you go playoffs, Because right? we want playoffs earlier. Because in past years, it's been where the week where everybody sits everybody is your championship, and you yeah. don't want that. So yeah, you don't want, yeah. So really, eight, nine, 10, 11. So you have yeah. four to five weeks. Is he worth four to five weeks? He's if worth you're in the hunt, weeks, he is. But when do you take him? You know, do you take Ezekiel Elliott and stash him? I don't know. I mean, how long? But you can't take him too soon because you're going to miss out on seven or eight games. You could you Mike could, Evans and Ty uh, Hitler, some other guys. People are throwing out there. Oh yeah, Mike Evans was fantastic yeah. with the Tampa yeah, Bay Buccaneers. I will not take Ezekiel Elliott tonight um, unless he would happen to fall way late and I have a really solid team, maybe eight nine rounds. I'll in. take him in a third round. You would really? Okay. Absolutely. All right. Uh, just because I have confidence that I'm going to make the playoffs. In our league, it's twelve teams. Eight teams make the playoffs. If you just make the playoffs and you've got Ezekiel Elliott. Great. Well, but, it's another. It's a first round pick for the. You know, you just have to stash him for the. Yeah. yeah no, I mean a third round. I would take him. Yeah, but I mean he's a first round pick. If he wasn't being suspended, it's day. It's it's him number one. Oh yeah. Bell or, and Johnson as your next two running backs. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He is. It'll be curious to see because logic. You have all these logical things you go into a draft with, and then suddenly you're going. You picked Matthew Stafford in the second round. Yeah. Um, well, I, and the thing is, tonight every NFL team is playing. I'm drafting tonight. So oh, okay. as as hopefully you know, no one gets hurt. Well, that's what you think about. You you when you get the bleacher out report updates or the ESPN updates and you see that you know oh my gosh somebody breaks their ankle tonight in the game and you've already drafted him so it's one of those it's really weird you almost I, I wish our draft was tomorrow but because Friday night it's tougher to draft so we always draft on the Thursday and so it's an interesting night I'm sure the TV will be on in the room in the guy's room and we'll kind of be figuring out you know what, what are we going to do and, and is anybody going to get hurt and all eight people are there at yeah. the time yeah we have um, ours is Labor Day that night, yeah, just because we couldn't do it. Normally, we would be doing it like a th- tonight or tomorrow or something like that. But yeah, there's a lot of interesting things. I'm looking at Yahoo, and they have Tom Brady ranked number one and uh, Aaron Rodgers number two. And uh, like I said, there's no way I'm going to pick a quarterback. And, and the reason for it, I'm not going to pick a quarterback any earlier than five, maybe not six, seven, or eight. And especially if there's a run on them at that point, going well, I'm not going to get one of the top. Yeah. I'm going to go get another really great running back or tight end because. Think about the quarterbacks. If 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 you got Brady, you got Rodgers and Breeze, or who are top ranked here on, on this list at least, and Matt Ryan, of course, and Roethlisberger and Kirk Cousins. Or uh, Kirk Cousins is way higher than I think that they ought to be. Marcus Mariota could be pretty good because uh, they've got a revamped be backfield yeah. too, and they've got some other receivers coming in there. There's a guy um, that drafted Spencer Ware. Uh, Cody said a guy last in his draft last week. What drafted, round? Uh, Spencer Ware didn't say what round, but uh, got hurt just hours before the draft, but didn't know it. So you yeah, got to pay attention. Oh my God. You have to pay attention. I, I picked Jameis Winston last year and, and won our league, just taking a chance on him, thinking he's going to do pretty well. And he's going to be better this year. He was an eighth round, seventh or eighth round pick for me. Well, you think he's got Mike Evans, he's got uh, Deshaun Jackson. Yes, those two guys, if and he's got a running back. If that running back stays healthy and, and, and sane down there, then you know, you, you got a really good They're going to be a better team than you think. Far better than people think. And they've got that other wide receiver I can't think of, I really like. I, tra- I took him late last year. Well, those are the two main ones. Yeah, but they I mean, have a little guy. He's kind of like a Edelman type of guy. Uh, that you know, if you late round draft pick, he gets some he gets some carries or he gets some receptions. I like the guy. I don't think in a twelve round draft, especially in an eight, 
one through eight, there's no bad quarterback that you can pick. Nope. You've got everything from Tom Brady to Phillip Rivers to, I mean, Drew Brees is a stat. He's a stat Drew Brees, machine. Even yeah. you know Andy Dalton can come through in some great weeks and things like that. There's another great player, AJ Green, a wide receiver for the Bengals. Sometimes he's hurt, but when he plays, well, he's I, a stat machine. He is fantastic, but sometimes he has that off week. Yeah, maybe because of Dalton. But the, I think one of the wild cards for tight ends is going to be Tyler Eifert. Yep. Last two years ago, he was amazing. Last year, he got hurt and he came back a little bit. If he comes back even close, he he's really what when you're thinking tight ends, you've got Rob Gronkowski, Greg Olson, maybe Travis Travis Kelce. But I, I would put Tyler Eifert with any of these yeah, outside of Gronkowski. And I don't like to draft Gronkowski. First of all, he's a Patriot. And second of all, he, besides that, he is awful hurt a lot. You know, he might only get six games for you. Now he might score a lot of points in those six games, and he might be tremendous, but he also might miss the next ten. So absolutely. So that's one of those. He's an interesting pick. Somebody always takes him in early, early though. Oh yeah, someone over yeah. overvalues him. Yep. Um, I've seen him end of first round, beginning second round pick. Um, I wouldn't take a Gronkowski personally till the end of the second round, just because I'm uh, just because I'm worried about him getting hurt. Yeah. As far as his value, if he stays healthy, he's easily a number one because yeah. he's so much more value. So we don't know Jim, Jimmy Graham to too. Jimmy Graham yeah. is, is he going to come back? I Are they going to throw enough to him this year? Maybe with Rawls there, maybe they can they can run some more. But they just don't throw as much as and he I did down Graham in New Orleans. Is, I think he's peaked. You know what I'm saying? I think he's had his best years. I think he's on the downslide. So I, Jimmy Graham is not a tight end I'd want. Not at all. Not even not. the fifth tight end. If like he uh, had the other four that were already selected, maybe. But it would tell you, it would have to be uh, one of those just I'm d- desperate, and he seems to be the best person on the draft board. Oh, okay. Sorry, a, I'm not a tight end fan. No, that's and, the know, cool uh, thing yeah. about fantasy sports is that we all have and we don't have to play a tight end early on them. either. Oh, we so do. So that's different. See, it's a flex, so you can play a tight end or a wide receiver in our flex. We so do you, not have a flex okay, at all. Okay, there you go. So that that's you, the difference. If we have um, two running backs, three wide receivers, and a tight end, one quarterback. And then a kicker defense, and um, I think that was all of them. Yeah, we have no flex. There you go. So how many r- r- wide receivers do you have? I think we're very similar. We add the flex in there, and then we uh, we add the option of you can either go two kickers and one quarterback or two quarterbacks and one kicker. It gives it a little fun. Who would go two kickers and well, one if you quarterback? Get, well, when you get in bye week and you get injuries, sometimes a kicker guarantee points if you don't have a quarterback. Because so you can get four points from a kicker if I, their team – and if you get four points from a quarterback, it's because they got hurt. Yeah. I don't. I can't imagine ever, ever. I've done it maybe once in twenty years where I just did. My quarterbacks were all hurt. Nobody would trade. There's nobody to pick up. People have stocked up on three or four quarterbacks on their roster. Maybe as you know, as you get toward how that. many reserves do you guys keep? God, I was trying to think. I think it's a seventeen man roster tonight in tonight's draft. Okay, so, well, seventeen. You know, that's counting defense. We vary between four and five because we don't want people sitting on them. So yeah. you got to make your decisions. Which makes a big difference in yeah, how you're a, picking yeah, down the road. Yeah, exactly. Because you can pick up guys just so other people don't get them. Yeah, and that's what a couple people will do late. They'll take all the extra quarterbacks, mostly if they see a team that doesn't have one, which, you know, that's fun of, fun of fantasy football. It, it is, is part of fun, it. Fun of fantasy football. So there you go. Um, I was also thinking, you know, when you think about fantasy football, is the, you know, it's a lot of people say, oh, it's gambling, it's gambling. Yeah, sometimes you put money on I'm not going to lie, but... I don't think about the money during the when you're playing. You want to beat your buddies. No, I, I want all beat. I think about is all this money I'll get. So maybe I can go to McDonald's twice in one yeah. week. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. It's, it's not about the it's money for at all. pride. That's exactly right. It's for Joe. pride, knowing that hello fellow uh, that I've won it for you know I don't know three or four times. Uh, it's nice to say I'm the champion. There you go. You you're, suck. You're I want, I'm, I'm not. 
There you go. Any other fantasy football news that we want to talk about? Um, I don't know. I mean, there's so much, but a lot of it right now, people are watching and reading right now. It's just that it's, you know, it's ballooning, as we all know. It's 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 interesting. All I'm thinking about right now is. I only care about preseason to see who's getting hurt. Yeah, I always want to get to 7.30 tonight and go to Rick's house and <laughs> enjoy a few hours yeah. of uh, guy time. For, for, for Guy Christmas. There you go. One interesting topic Fan I did Christmas. want to switch to, and I just read a little bit about this. Did you hear about the ESPN announcer, Ed Cunningham? Yeah, he won't do football games because he's worried about CTE, and he says that he doesn't feel comfortable doing them. I thought that was a heck of a stand for a guy to, to make, that he will not call a football game for ESPN, and he's actually quit calling any type of football game because he's worried about injuries at barbaric sport, CT, and all that stuff. So just uh, would he would he do boxing like the what if he done the Mayweather McGregor fight? I don't know. Did, it, I mean, I I I was talking to someone um, who works on campus here the other day, and he goes, "Yeah, I still love football, but I feel uncomfortable." I said. Yeah, I do too, but I, once the game starts, I don't think about it. Yep. I'm thinking people are making their own choices. There's enough education out there nowadays for people to make these choices. The same way I love boxing, here's the, here's what's going on. There's your choices. What do you? I mean, what? I, I agree, and I, I think that the way you have to look at it is that I heard what Roger Goodell said. I'm not a Roger Goodell fan, but you know, the average NFL player actually is living longer than the average American citizen if they take care of themselves properly. You know, there's always the worst case scenario. There's always the bad example. And I think a lot of times we in the media, as well as some of the people who really are anti-football, use the bad example, and that's what gets the attention. Bad news always overrides good news. That's kind of the way news is done. Always, yeah. always. The you thunderstorm know. trumps sunny weather. Yeah, you know. And so that's what happens. And I mean, football. Yeah, it's a tough sport. There's a lot of injuries. I coach flag. I coach seventh grade football in Mattoon right now. And I mean, we've got three or four guys that are banged up and hurt. Um, it, you know out of 28 on our roster. I mean, it's injuries are part of the game, uh, but the kids love it. I mean, they have a blast at you know practice and on Saturdays when, when we're going around traveling around Central Illinois and playing football, they love it. But it's also not like you're throwing your kids out there. Oh, you got a you got a concussion, suck it up, yeah. or giving them no. shots. And no, stuff. you have to be cortisone to yeah. get them back in there. You're you're trying to teach them the right way. Yeah, you tackle heads up, you play fair, and if you're hurt, you sit out and drink a lot of water and take care of yourself. So I mean, it, yeah, it's a tough sport. I tell the kids it's it's probably the, one of the top two or three toughest sports there is if you're going to play. As far as physicality, yeah, physicality, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know there's I, other sports that are tough. I mean, when you think about long distance running or swimming or wrestling, there's a lot of tougher, maybe tougher sports. But when you have to put on pads and bang against each against other people that are sometimes bigger, sometimes stronger, sometimes faster, sometimes all three of those. Yeah, I don't is, think there's a sport that beats you up any more than sports. I mean, yeah, than football. Yeah. There's no way. I'm curious with that uh, Goodell thing. Just being the skeptic all the time is are they, they're living longer but what's the quality of life because you got the Earl well, Campbell's that the, that's what you've got the, you have, I mean and maybe maybe it still is worth it and that and was I think the caveat that, I think the follow up should have been when he was he said that when he was at the he kind of does his tours he was at the Arizona Cardinals and he, he answered a question in the media and that's the one that got all the airplay and got the you know the 15 minutes of fame but was there another question follow up what is the you know you know the quality of life of these which, people, which, can, which is a far more difficult to quantify. Yeah, you can't obviously. Quantify that. And how do you how do you yeah. quantify? It? But it was interesting that you know that he said that, and it made me think a little bit too. You know about oh, I never thought about that before. So and if nothing makes, else, he did a little bit of work on behalf of the NFL there. Oh, Maybe his best work ever. He, <laughs> well, that doesn't take much. Um, what. I don't know if you read this story about in, in Maryland, there's a private school that won't allow their kids to wear Washington Redskins uh, uh, any gear there because it is uh, racially insensitive and they're teaching people to be sensitive to different race and ethnic groups and things like that. And you bring up Cunningham. I, I forget who the announcer is, refuses to say Washington Redskins. When 
if you're an announcer, I think you need to say Redskins for clarification, right? To communicate yeah. clearly, regardless of what your politics are. Uh, but I wonder whether or not this is a, is the beginning of a thing to come. The courts have said that the Redskins is allowed, but you're starting to get schools talking about School. this. I wonder. I mean, what do you think? Do you think I, it's, it's coming? It's just a matter of when. When the Redskins will have to change their name, and you know, however you look at it, and I, I get it. I mean, it, it is. I can see where people think it's offensive. I don't look at it offensive because one of the things that, you know, and obviously there's even Illinois has banned the war chant this week right. up there with Josh Whitman, the AD. Um, one of the things that we think about in this country that I think we have to start thinking about, excuse me, is that when you start erasing history and changing history, it really does muddle things up. Okay? And so that's kind of a little bit, when, and when you erase everything that is kind of American Indian related, then. Is that a good thing? And I think that needs to be discussed before we automatically just say the war chant goes away. We can't say fighting Illini. We can't say Redskins. We can't say Braves. We can't say Tomahawks. We can't say whatever else is related to that, the Indian culture, Seminoles or whatever, because what happens when that goes away and we don't think about it anymore? Is that good for the country or bad? Well, I, I think— Not to get too political. Uh, no, I, I know, but sports is intrinsically connected to it. We've talking we about that talked for weeks, about for, yeah. Since, we, since day one. Kind of helped this podcast to go along yes, when you think about thank it. you, Colin. <laughs> uh, I think that um, you're not erasing history. Like in Charlottesville, obviously, they yeah. have their whole things. Robert E. Lee, who, who himself said, you know, don't have statues to me because let's not keep exacerbating the past. Uh, the Florida State Seminoles do it right in the sense that they're Seminoles. They're, it's not a derogatory term. Like Redskins is clearly a derogatory yeah, term. Yeah, Seminoles is a tribe. And also the Seminole tribe of Florida fully supports Florida State in this, in part because the Florida State also donates to that, to yeah. that tribe. But nonetheless, so like Braves... That's a very proud name. You're a brave. Uh, Cleveland Indians, that's fine. But they're it's, under it's, fire this week because I guess— The Indians or the Braves? The Bra- uh, the Indians because of the chief uh, the Wahoo logo. I, that's I kind of a goofy law. It, I mean, it, it's very Do close. a little more respectful one yeah. and keep the name Indians. And I really think um, uh, Major League Commissioner Mann wants to get rid of it, and I think the Indians owner doesn't want to. So that's going to be one that we're going to hear about more. And I, mostly if the Indians make another long run in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I mean, again, I'm not Native American, so I, I don't feel the same things. But I would think that if you did Cleveland Indians and you did it in a very respectful way, why wouldn't you want to be promoted? I mean, yeah, because they are of, Indians, but it's just that Chief Wahoo logo is a little bit cartoonish and very much yeah, cartoon. Yeah, so uh, it's, yeah, it's a goofy. I can one. see it going away, and not that, that wouldn't bother me one bit if that went away. Right, in the Florida State, they have that one where they, you know they're yeah. getting their tomahawk chop and chop and things like that. The the thing about I think that that Illinois up the road from us has gotten is that uh, Chief Alinowick got rid of, they've got rid of him because really there was no connection to it and they, it was completely fabricated dance and he was hopping around like he had ants in his pants. He was just one of the most, I thought, one of the most embarrassing, ridiculous things I've ever seen. Now, if they did something respectful with the Chief Alinowick, I wouldn't have had a problem with that. So with the war chant, though, I think the only reason that that's getting a lot of feedback or pushback is because of going back to Alinawick because they're not getting it at Florida State, right? No, they're not. Uh, Because of the way that they present and respect the culture and Illinois, and I don't think it was overt, but they just never really had a clear reason and they didn't really think about it. I don't know. I mean, there's so many people that love the Chief around this area. Uh, I didn't think it was that offensive of a dance. I thought it was kind of part of the culture. Um, but do I see the other side of the point where a lot of people thought it was offensive? So I, I get it. I think you. I think eventually as you, as you move on, it doesn't matter as much anymore. You're, you're there to, get to watch the sporting event. Some of the other stuff is the sideshow. It's like the Steelers, one of the few teams left in the, in the football that doesn't have cheerleaders. And, and, and the Rooney family said, they we, don't? We, yeah, we don't need them. Hmm. And they're like, why do we need them? You know, there's not a reason to have them. They, if uh, the true Steeler fan goes to watch the game, how are we going to sell calendars? I don't know. <laughs>
By winning Super Bowls, Joe. My winnings, Uber Bowls. Uh, Trump card once again. There you go. All Um, right, we are way over time. This is a good show. Yeah. All right, I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. We'll be back next week.